Hello everyone, welcome back to the Crater I Mean Caldera podcast, Josh Squared. I'm Gregor. And I'm Miller, and I'm very grateful he called it a caldera instead of a crater. Yeah. So, I guess that'll kind of explain where we went today. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, a place, there's a place called Crater Lake. Now, this thing actually has nothing to do with a crater, and is in fact a caldera. That's right. And for those of you that don't know what a caldera is, when people think of a volcano, especially ones in Hawaii or even Iceland, they tend to think of what's called stratovolcanoes, these tall mountain-like structures that just explode lava and other molten rock at a very fast rate. So a caldera typically forms when a stratovolcano like that has an eruption that is so destructive and so powerful that it empties the magma chamber to the point where the volcano collapses in on itself, producing an extinct volcano and forming a crater-like structure that you would expect to find in a meteorite impact. However, a meteorite had nothing to do with it. So would you say that's something similar to Mount St. Helen? Bigger. Bigger. Mount St. Helens didn't exactly form a caldera because it's still, it's a, it's technically a dormant volcano. It could still erupt again at any time, but it's not finished. Mm. This thing, however, is, com- there are three basic classifications in terms of volcanic activity. Active, which needs no explanation. Dormant, which can become active, but isn't expected to. And extinct, which have no chance of becoming active again. Yeah. And aren't there, like, three different types? There's a strato Something like a cone? Looks like a dome. That's a shield volcano. Shield. And then there's, like, one more type, I think. Right? Uh, uh, it's escaping me right now. Yeah. We we're both thinking of the shapes, but we can't name them all. The composite or stratovolcano, it has, it's got two names. Either stratovolcano or composite volcano is definitely, I think, the most famous type. That's the one people typically think of. And that's what they make their baking soda volcano models out of, too. Exactly. Because no one's like, oh, look at this. It's a shield volcano. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, highly uninteresting. Yeah, shield volcano eruptions don't tend to be very cinematic, I'll call it. No. What they'll do is they'll, they'll erupt... A small trickle of lava will flow down on all sides. It'll solidify. It'll go again. And it'll just continue to build up layer upon layer of frozen lava, just gradually building itself up. Whereas a stratovolcano will explode like someone blew up a mountainside with about five tons of dynamite. A.K.A. Mount St. Helens. Yeah, pretty much. Except Mount St. Helens, when it erupted, it wasn't lava. Just, like, exploded, right? Not exactly. Lava lava can move slow enough for a human to outrun or even outwalk with ease. What happened with Mount St. Helens is that it unleashed a thick ash cloud of dust and particulate matter that is faster than a car speeding down a highway. Hmm. It's still hot ash, so it will burn your lungs as it suffocates you. Fantastic. Yeah, it, I would, you know, I think Mount St. Helens would be a little bit closer to what happened with Mount Vesuvius in Pompeii in 79 AD. 
Yeah, probably. I'd imagine that. Yeah, so a little bit less Hawaii, a little bit more Vesuvius. <laughs> a little bit more death. <laughs> well, at least the Hawaiians and the Icelanders learned how to live with them. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Hawaii, they just like literally see it come into their backyard. They're like, oh, shoot, gotta walk. <laughs> well, there is something, too, that on the Big Island, the nor the northeast side tends to get a lot more rainfall. So that's where you'll find a lot of the people there. Yeah. Whereas in the southwest half of the island, that's where the lava tends to flow, so not many people would have gone there at the time. Yeah, and not to mention it makes a lot of volcanoes make great farming land. Oh, yeah. Volcanic soil is among the most fertile on Earth. However, it's also dangerous because volcano. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine Icelandic Vikings building their homes, and then all of a sudden they hear or at least feel an earthquake, and then wonder, why is there lava in the living room? What happened here? I think they'd be like, why is my house burning down? <laughs> why is the floor hot? <laughs> Gunhildr, get the hammer, the nails, and the wood. We need to build another one. <laughs> Just start building it out of rock at that point. <laughs> they actually use that for a foundation. Doesn't surprise me. We use concrete out of found for foundation here. There you go. Anyway. We have gotten way off track. Geology and history lesson is over. So back on to the actual topic of what the heck did we do today? Um, so this morning we woke up at our campsite, um, albeit I think we were a bit slower in getting out this morning because we, we were just pretty tired. I woke up with a bunch of like cricks all over my body. Sad thing is this was still probably the fastest we've gotten up in quite some time. Yeah. We actually managed to get up before 10. Yeah. And we got out before 10 too. Yeah. But only barely. <laughs> I'll call this a win for us. <laughs> for us. <laughs> I guess. Um, but that... But we still need to like improve upon our time. Uh, we'll get the chance to do that tomorrow morning. Yeah. So, yeah, we got it from our camp. Please pardon that. Uh, apparently some people um, like to rev their engines outside of our motel because let it be known that we were sitting basically at street level and so every now and then you will hear a car and every now and then the jerk who decides to rev their engine because of reasons. Probably compensating for something. Who knows what. Anyways. Um. <laughs> uh, there's a running joke in there between the two of us. Sorry, y'all aren't included in that. Oh, I think they can draw their own conclusions. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we just like both stared at each other and then all of a sudden we just immediately stopped with the straight faces and just laughed because it was funny oh my god anyway anyway the uh what we did today could actually be wrapped up pretty shortly and sweetly so do you mind if i just give a quick recap Make it a long recap. All right, I'll lengthen we, it. We have the time. <laughs> All right. But then we were going to use the extra time to just kind of, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah. As we always do at this point. It's a good thing. Exactly. And I'm not complaining. I'm just saying we could fill the time by talking about whatever. Well, let's go for the longest episode ever. No. Record, record. We'll save that for the finale. Okay. The season finale, not the, the series finale. The season, yeah. 
series is going to be our last day on the road, which is when we arrive home. Season finale is going to be uh, the week later. That'll be our season finale. Kind of like Survivor. No, no. The series finale would... Like, yeah, this was the season finale. The series finale would be... This would mean this is the last episode of Josh Squared we're ever going to do. Mm. The thing is, we don't know, like, if we'll ever Mm -hmm. do it again uh, after this entire trip is over. And hey, if you guys want us to do more stuff, we'll start a Patreon page if you want. (laughs) Want us to do more stuff? Want us to keep traveling around, talking about whatever, having crazy misadventures? Support (laughs) us on Patreon. That's whoever makes a Patreon. It'll probably end up me making that kind of dumb thing. Probably. Because you don't internet. <laughs> I, I am not tech savvy at all. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> That's why you're the editor of the show. That is also true. I'm just the voice candy. Voice candy. Ooh. Well, I can't say eye candy. No one can see me. Can I be eye candy? Um... They say that I have a face for radio. yeah i don't think they mean that in a complimentary way i know i know (laughs) so after we left at around 10 ish we got to crater lake by noonish i think maybe a little bit after and i have never seen water so still or so blue before in my life it's bluer than the pacific it puts the Pacific to shame. It puts oceans to shame. Unless maybe the Antarctic. We were told while we were there that it is the deepest lake, not only in the United States, but the deepest lake in all of North America. Some 1,900 feet, did they say? Yeah, he said 1,900. Okay, so yeah, 1,900 feet down. And of course, I made the obligatory joke, quick, let me get my scuba gear. Yeah. Yeah, not like you'd reach the bottom. Oh no! And um, <laughs> you run out of air so quick. No, it's not the air; it's the water pressure that would do me in. For those of you wondering, it is not recommended that a human dives unpre- dives with only the scuba gear below forty meters. The below water that you need, um, what calls it? You need a pressure suit. You need a pressure suit, or just bite the bullet and get a sub. Yeah. I mean, there's deep sea divers, and they wear, like, insane, insane pressure suits. They'll also sometimes use diving bells. Mm-hmm. To get down and then mm-hmm. release from that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, one more thing I should mention. If you ever have to go up to the surface from that depth, take in a breath of air, and then as you go up, breathe out slowly. The reason why is because the pressure differences between the air down there and on the surface, if you hold in your breath until you get there, it will rupture your lungs. Your lungs will literally explode. Yes, because all that pressure was so condensed down there because of the water and air pressure kind of pushing down on you from all sides. And once you get up there, that pressure that was condensing it is no longer there. So there's more pressure inside your lungs than is out there. That pressure wants to equalize, and it'll do that by ripping holes in your lungs. And we can kind of... We kind of solved that example today of, like, how air pressure changes because... I was going to bring that up, too. Yeah. But I, it I, was, I wanted to do this because Yeah, it, I, it was I, yours, so I think you should do it. Yeah, so the reason that we kind of saw this example today is because, for those of you who are unaware because you live in low-level valleys, 
for some reason, the higher you go up in a mountain, the less atmospheric pressure there is. Now, I bought a bag of sun chips um, that was probably bagged at a very low altitude. Sun chips, if you want to sponsor us, we're right here. I love your chips. Call me. Um, <laughs> but um, as I was saying, I bought a bag of sun chips. And um, at the gas station that we got it at, it was, uh, you know, the regular, like, oh, it's my bag of air. It's fine. No problem whatsoever, you know. You just enough air, enough chips to make me happy. Just a regular vacuum-packed bag, nothing special. I, mean, I wouldn't say vacuum-packed. It did have a decent amount of air in it. But what I mean is, much. what I mean is, there wasn't really a way in or out for the air until we opened it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sealed and everything. Mm-hmm. So we go up into the mountain. By the time we got to Crater Lake, um, we got out of the car because we were so amazed looking at the lake and that it was very blue and awesome. And then we got back in the car. And I was like, man, I kind of want some sun chips. I'm a little bit peckish. Looked down at the bag, and this bag is like. It's just, like, full of air. I'm just like, hold on, hold on, hold on. The car's not that hot. It's not going to cause it to expand that much. No, this had nothing to do with temperature. And then it occurred to me, there's less atmospheric pressure up here. And I was like, so it's expanding. Kind of like if you're a human and you go into space, your head explodes. Well, that's not exactly what happens. Not exactly, but (laughs) kind of. Also, your blood boils and all that fun jazz. Yeah, contrary to popular belief, if you go into space without a spacesuit, you won't explode, but you will boil and then freeze. And as for why that happens, we'll get into that in just a second. Yeah. But anyways, the bag was, like, full, and I was like, wow, it's kind of hard to, like, grab it. Because <laughs> the bag is actually quite smooth. I poked it a couple times. It was like poking a balloon. Yeah. It was crazy. I, I actually took a video of it, of me poking it, too, um, for those... For when we have better internet, because the internet here ain't all that great. No. Um, Although it's got great beds if you want to just rest for the night and do nothing. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, probably, like, because, like, that's the modem right there. For those of you who can't see what I'm pointing to or why my voice is like... Which would be everyone who can't yeah. see what you're pointing at. To my right, there is a modem, which is very sad, because the main Wi-Fi signals in the office, which is, like, 10 yards... Uh, to my right, ten no maybe more yards than that. Maybe. That's at least thirty yards. Yeah, thirty yards, <laughs> so about ninety feet um, from where I am uh, sitting, and um, because the modem is basically just bouncing the Wi-Fi signal all the way from the main office to here, it's not very great. Not very effective. Also, that I'm fighting with everyone else who's actually here too, and their systems because. A regular Wi-Fi signal, for those who are not aware, uh, can usually hold up, has a bandwidth of 10. A laptop is a band, takes up a bandwidth of 2. A phone is a bandwidth of 1. Little uh, interesting tech tip, but just know that bandwidth matters. Um, yeah. And, well, we don't have that kind of bandwidth. Nope. So we've been struggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um regardless though where were we bag i took a video we're at crater lake and i was i was gonna bring up the whole space thing okay yeah bring up the space thing so just to just really quick the reason why your blood boils instead of freezes when you're exposed to the cold vacuum of space has to do with pressure again you see pressure 
keeps things from melting or evaporating at higher temperatures. Water heated at sea level will still boil at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Boil that water on the top of Mount Everest and it will boil at a much lower temperature. Why? Because there's not as much air pressure holding it together. Now, apply this to the vacuum of space, where there is no air pressure to speak of at all. The reason your blood boils is because the pressure there is so non-existent, your body temperature is enough to make your blood boil. And then once that happens, the heat you give off will... F you'll give off all of your heat, you will freeze. It is a terrible way to die. And I do... I, I'm sorry... I'm sorry for bringing this episode kind of on a downer. I just really like this stuff. Dude, that's just fascinating. I'm not going to say that's a downer. That's a, hey, here's a cool way to die. Die in space. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to keep it interesting. I'm not trying to depress anyone. So if I have, or if I've upset anyone of our, of our viewers listening, I apologize for that. Oh, well. <laughs> By the way, I think this was your one. <laughs> I just stole because it was in the free uh, cooler and it was pre open. Oh, was it? Yeah, and the rest of it here. That's unfortunate. Eh. Oh, well, it's not the first thing that we've shared. <laughs> okay. Uh, whatever. So, Crater Lake, we got some awesome views, some awesome photographs, and a couple of good videos. Yeah. A couple of funny videos. Yeah, a couple of funny videos. <laughs> just like, I just <laughs> then we went to the visitor center in order for Josh to get a postcard and a knickknack, and for me to get postcards and some other stuff I didn't expect to get. We'll get into that in a second. Um, should we explain like what the postcards are? I mean, we're we're. I, I guess. Yeah, yeah because we're just... not, not everybody knows what these postcards are like. Because like, okay, they have their regular picture and whatnot, but instead of paper, they're made of. Balsa wood. Yeah, this particular one for Crater Lake was made of balsa wood for whatever reason. And, like, it behooves me as to why. I am genuinely scared that the postcards I send will... will snap will, in the mail. Yeah, will break off while they're in the mail. So, if you end up getting a postcard with, like, half of it there and only your address... We're sorry, <laughs> but yeah. that's out of our control. Mom, Aunt Paige, if you guys get broken postcards, I'm sorry. I swear it's not my fault. <laughs> we'll take a picture so you can actually see the message. Might be for the best, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll probably end up writing my postcards tomorrow, though. Because I'm lazy sometimes. You might want to take care of that in the morning before we check out. We can just mail them from here. Uh, yeah. So... We get to the visitor center, and I buy one thing of chocolate-covered hazelnuts, one chocolate bar. Both are dark chocolate, because I love dark chocolate. And... Oh, sorry, I didn't realize Why are you kicking my foot? We didn't play in footsie? I didn't know that was your foot! It's the only foot there! <laughs> <laughs> no, mine was also there. Besides yours, it's mine! <laughs> You're like, what's this? Is this a table like prick? No, it's not a table like it's my leg. Okay, are you done freaking out? No, I'm fine. I wasn't even freaking out. I'm just making a big deal out of nothing. That's freaking out. That's called making a mountain out of a molehill. That's freaking out. Whatever. <laughs> Alright. And I bought four things of different kinds of honey 
because I love honey and I love tea and honey is the only sweetener I will put in my tea and it is delicious. So sue me. How expensive was it? I'm not mentioning that on this podcast. How expensive was it? I'm not bringing that up. (laughs) I'm not saying it. Uh, If you know who he is, DM him and ask him. He may tell you if he knows you well enough. Uh, don't bet on it. <laughs> Your face when you told me the price. I was like, ouch. Yeah. I, you know the sad thing is? What? That's actually not the most I've spent on honey before. You're kidding. I'm not. I'm not kidding. What? It's, I'm, I'm not joking. What kind of special honey did you buy? It wasn't that special. I just bought a lot of it because I love the stuff and I go How through many, it like coffee filters. How many jars? Uh, let's see. Well, one was actually a three-pound jar because the, oh because, because the one-pound jars were not available. And in retrospect, not my best idea because it was blueberry honey and it's hard to find something that pairs well with that. Mm. The other two were clover and wildflower. Blueberry honey actually goes pretty well with pancakes. Oh, yes. And there was also a jar of special dark, which is made by McDaniel Honey Farms, which is where I usually get my honey from at their annual spring festival, as well as a slab of honeycomb with honey in it, which is really good to chew. You could you could make it a replacement for gum if you want, or you could swallow it. It's good fiber. Mm. Yeah, it's. I will admit the texture and the taste are are. It it takes some getting used to. The honey, however, is delicious. Well, honey, obviously, but honeycomb. Ooh. It's not as bad as you might think. I like it. I mean, you, well, you know what honey is. Yeah. And what honeycombs are made out of. Yeah. <sighs> and does that stop me? No. No, we eat it like it's candy. Humans well, are- I mean, in a way, it is. Yeah. For those of you that don't know what honey actually is, I'm not going to say it, not because it's too disgusting, but because I know it will kind of put you off of it. So I would recommend looking it up. I'll put it to you this way. It's not vegan. It is bee product of a kind. It is a bee product, yes. And honeycomb is another bee product of a kind. (laughs) Honey and wax, the former to eat and the latter to contain the former. Yeah. So, do what you will with that information. Mm -hmm. Search it up. If you already know it, good for you. You're uh, well-informed. If you're not well-informed like most people or like a lot of people, then, well, time to get informed. (laughs) And my question to anyone who who figures out what it is or already knows what it is, it's still delicious and knowing that does not make it any more delicious, any less delicious. Yeah. It's just weird to know what it is. It is a little bit weird. I'm still going to use it till the day I die. Thing is, like, people just found it and said, yes, this is good. And then, like, later on, we're like... Oh, that's oh. what it is? Ha ha. Ha ha. It still tastes good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> one thing. I kid you not. The Scandinavians... We're actually storing honey in jars for over a thousand years from now, or a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. And archaeologists found preserved honey in one of the in one in an archaeological site. Tastes the same. It's still edible. 
Doesn't surprise me. If you store honey well enough, it will not go stale. You know what's sad? On my sunglasses, the bug spray actually stained it. Nice. Character to my sunglasses. Yay. Is that the character you want? Yeah, it's fine. Maybe it'll ward off the bugs. I wouldn't bet on that. Eh, I can dream. Anyway, way off topic once again, because we kind of just seem to do that. Visitor center postcards going down the mountain to now our motel, because... We are now in Madras, Oregon, at the Juniper Inn. Yeah. Or the, the Juniper, Juniper Motel. Yes. Um, the internet isn't great. It's, so I had to use my phone as a mobile hotspot for both of us. And here's a great fact um, that you didn't know, but I told you, is that um, if you have unlimited data, which you have, thankfully, yes, uh, you can launch a mobile hotspot, no consequences, I, on the other hand, do not do not have uh, unlimited data. So if I did that, I would pay consequences of extravagant dollars. Support us on Patreon, folks. Help him get unlimited data. I mean, there are ways. I just would have to get like an, a knockoff brand cell plan, cellular plan. They have those. They're actually cheaper and you can get unlimited data. Nice. Um, I think... AT&T usually runs that thing. Mm. And AT&T has gotten remarkably better in the past couple of years, too. Mm. It's also cheaper than Verizon, I think. I still love it when John Oliver makes fun of them because AT&T actually owns HBO. Yeah. And now they own Sprint, too. Yeah, just um, just in case any of you are, are not aware, every single media company out there is typically owned by at least one of only five. Disney... Comcast, AT&T, News Corp, and National Amusements. Those five basically control everything. I'm surprised that Verizon doesn't own any of it. Well, Verizon's owned by one of the others. Oh. (laughs) I can't remember which one. But AT&T is a main company that actually owns. AT&T is one of the big five, and so is Comcast, shockingly. Comcast doesn't surprise me. They've been controlling over TV for many, many Mm -hmm. years. And they actually, I think they started a cellular plan. And Disney should not surprise any of you. <laughs> Disney's a monster. I would honestly be <laughs> shocked, though, if any of you had heard of National Amusements or News Corp. Those two tend to thrive on anonymity. Yeah, because they just own stuff. You don't know what they own. Netflix, however. Netflix is a bit of a gray area. Because Netflix is its own little thing, and it just borrows from those companies. Exactly. It's sort of like a, sort of like a freelancer. But ever since those companies decided to do what Netflix does, everything yeah. got more expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, stuff still does go to Netflix, uh, but not too many people use Netflix as much, um, thanks to Amazon Prime and Disney+. Plus. I still use it. It's really great for watching reruns of Criminal Minds. Yeah. Uh, for those Because, like, what's that owned by? Is that owned by Peacock? Uh, Peacock is owned by NBC. Yeah. Or NBC. Is that what it's owned by? Criminal Minds? No, no. Criminal Minds was on CBS. Ah. I think there used to be, like, two, like, CBSs. Not that I know something of. like that. Some really big company used to own all of TV in America. 
Back when there were much fewer channels, I assume? Yeah. Okay. But they owned all of TV. And so basically, US was like, no, split in two. No monopolies, <laughs> please. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Oligopolies are allowed. <laughs> because of very, very stupid reasons. I'm not... Okay, let's, <laughs> let's not get political on this because you and I will be here all night and this will be our longest episode ever <laughs> i know we're saving that for the season finale no we're not what do you mean? no po- oh the longest episode ever season finale <laughs> okay i thought you were talking about saving politics for the season finale and i'm like no no, <laughs> no. We're not getting political on here not on this show the only time we ever talk about politics is, like, for instance, we're in a different country and then we can kind of give a background of the country. You know, it's kind of funny you bring that up. Back when I was in Iceland two years ago, our uh, guide, whose name was Gudjon, which is the Icelandic version of Gideon, but he also responded to the nickname God, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> it's like, hey, God! <laughs> and because there was my uncle and his grandson were there, my cousin, all three of us were there, and we were with other people from different parts of the U.S. who were all in the same tour group. And so one rule that was made explicitly clear is that we do not talk about American politics. However, if we wanted to talk Icelandic politics, Gudjon was happy to tell us all about that rat nest. Well, that's because American politics is a mess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just all of it. And I'm sure everyone else who is listening and has the information also knows that too. Yeah. So beyond just, that point, let's keep moving. Just just a complete mess. We're not going to specify. Yeah. So uh, postcards coming down the mountain now at Juniper Inn uh, or Juniper Motel. Juniper. Been called in, in, golly, we, we've been staying. Beautiful. We've been staying at places with inn in the title. Inn, hotel, the West Inn, Marriott. <sighs> Everywhere except motel. Well, this is our first motel experience. Not too bad. Internet, but otherwise okay. All I request is a working shower and somewhere soft to sleep. Eh, springs are not my forte, but I'll deal with it. Not the first time we've had to do that on this trip. No. Quality in. Staring <laughs> up at you. You mean the lack of quality in? The lack of quality in. Anyway. Yeah. I don't really have much else to say on this. I mean, I can talk about how the internet speed is so darn slow. It's literally 516 kilobytes per second. For those of you who aren't aware, it takes 1,000 kilobytes to make a, a megabyte, and it takes 1,000 of those to make a gigabyte. That is typically how the metric system works. But in retrospect, that means that the internet is... Dumb slow. So slow, you can browse Google, and that's about it. <laughs> You can't even, like, go into a website without issues. That's pretty much how bad it is. So, sadly, I won't be able to upload the episodes today. But we'll get them up tomorrow. Yeah. So, sorry for the delay. Things are going to be spotty, as I did say on our last episode before we started this mad dash across the United States. At this point, though, delaying episode releases is pretty much on brand. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish it wasn't on brand, but... It is what it is. It is what it is. It just means that remembering the names of the episodes that I've posted and the ones I haven't is just going to be a bit harder. Well, if nothing else, it makes our delivery more exciting. Yeah. Well, anywho, um, just want to say to my parents, uh, hey, Dad, 
I got you another deadly hat, you best be ready. Um, <laughs> and to my mom, I got you your present. Um, I think you'll put them to good use. I thinks. Do you thinks? I thinks. He thinks. Yeah. So, I've been Kreger. I've been Miller. And thank you for tuning in to Day 26 of Josh Squared. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Bye-bye.